Good morning and welcome to another edition. This happens to be edition number, uh, wait, are we, is this 169? Hmm? Oh, frick, right. Episode 169, nice, in of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Uh, coming to you live Sunday morning here. Um, Aaron and I, your hosts, Loyalty Liquors, <laughs> Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, One Stop Convenience. Gang, gang. Are the presenting sponsors. And here we are. Um, week 169 in a row. Sort of. Last week. Kinda. Yeah. Well, and we skipped an episode. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, Who's keeping track? Right. Some people are. Possibly. Some people aren't. But, uh, yeah, man. We're uh, Sunday morning. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm good, Ben. I, uh, You and I... Uh, oh, who were... ended up winning the Stars game on Vegas? The first night? Yeah. Or... How about that? Was... that uh, was uh, 3-2, I want to say, that was the final? Um, how about that uh, quadruple overtime game the other night, huh? Yeah, what was that? Florida and Carolina? Yeah, and um, it almost hey... ended. There was like 12 seconds left in the fourth overtime. Shout out Tommy Pecoraro. He was the uh this is so random, but he was the <laughs> That's what we do around here. He was my my our game by game analysis guy in Danbury. Okay. But he's from Florida and he's now in his like eleventh pro season. He's the Evansville Ice Bolts. I think that's what they are. Ice Bolts? Evan. He's the uh, play-by-play guy in Evansville. Thunderbolts, sorry. Thunderbolts. Yep. And, uh, but he's from Florida, and he's just like a diehard hockey fan. Like, yep. absolute diehard, as diehard as you can get. Play-by-play guy. He's like, this is an absolute hockey purist's nightmare. You got Carolina, yep. Florida, yep. Vegas, and Dallas yep. in the... Uh, Conference finals. In the conference finals. Yeah. I just But hey, shout out to hockey in the South. I played hockey in the South. It's well you know. it's good for the sport, first of all. It's good for the sport. You got four emerging markets that have a tough time drawing people away from the other major sports, so it's good for the sport. These teams are like legitimately good and fun to watch. So far, the conference finals, there's been three games. They've all gone to overtime. One of them went to four overtimes. I mean, that's all you can hope for. The second round was just, you know, the teams that every team that won a game was just kicking the shit out of the other team. They were all at, they were all blowouts. And so that three consecutive overtime games in the conference finals, that's great, man. You can't hope for anything less uh, or hope for anything more. Um, so that quadruple overtime game. I so this week I guess I was just sick. I had like uh I just was blaming it on allergies. Like I had like uh you know, super super congested uh you know, weird kind of kind of cough thing going oh, on. You, it sounds like you might have had covid. 
Well, yeah, right. Exactly. And I was not going <laughs> to test myself to find out because if you don't ever get tested, you never know. Right. So that's actually, right. that sounds you know, bad as it would pertain to venereal diseases. And you should always get tested. Be safe. Be open with your partner. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but so I was just blaming it on allergies because it did legitimately feel like that. So whatever night that that game was, I think it was Thursday night. I took a couple of Benadryl before bed. And I passed out at the end of the first overtime and like, you know, had the light, you know, the fucking lights were on in my bedroom and shit. And I, you know, had like one of those like snap awakes and it was the start of the fourth overtime. I'm like, what the fuck? And it felt like it, what the frick? Sorry. It felt like <laughs> a ti- like a time warp. And uh, I stayed up. I made it about halfway through the fourth overtime, and then I passed out again. But, uh, but yeah, I well, so I was, as you know, because we were texting yesterday, I was working last night, and I didn't want to test myself for COVID because if it came back positive, I didn't know if I really should go to work. And on top of that, it's graduation weekend here. So every bar and restaurant in New Haven is busy for graduation weekend. We were slammed all night. And, uh, you know, I felt fine last night. I feel fine right now. So if I had tested myself, I would have been on the DL for two weeks. So, you know, couldn't do it. Had to take one for the team and just eat that COVID infection. And, you know, here we are, Brent, <laughs> just thriving. So, you know, if everybody wants to give me a pat on the back, I appreciate it. Uh, but, uh, but, but, okay. So if it was COVID, let's just talk about this really, really quick. Uh, the first time was still a hundred times worse. Like I said, it just felt like I had bad allergies for two days, and then that was it. Now here we are, Sunday. I feel completely fine. So, um, you so- honestly, you sounded way worse the the uh, the Saturday after <laughs> we got <laughs> the yeah. rehearsal yeah. dinner. But yeah. Yeah. who's no who's shit. keeping score? Um, <laughs> but uh, so you one other thing because uh, you've got a lot to talk about. We've got a, a week of yours to catch up on. Um. So you, we, we talked really briefly before we jumped on here. You said you did a workout this morning. So I, and I've got Dylan doing this again. I've started using salt as a pre-workout. Have you ever done that before? Salt? Salt. No. What do you do? All right. So you take like a teaspoon of sea salt. Uh, the less, uh, the less processed, the better, obviously. And literally teaspoon in your mouth plug a bunch of water to get it down and uh it helps with like water retention in your muscles it's basically like all right so when you drink like gatorade electrolytes are basically salt you're you're sweating out salt amongst other things i'm actually it's funny you say that because i recently heard i have no idea where but salt is one of those things that they like they tell you not to eat but like people don't have enough of it Yep. You don't get enough of it. Yep, exactly. So salt helps with hydration and water retention and like uh, muscle elasticity and all that stuff. Basically, the, the thought is, is that, you know, taking a teaspoon of salt before a workout will help you like have better endurance during the workout and help it. So you're not at you don't get as fatigued as fast. So I've been doing that for the last week and. Uh, it definitely seems, I you know, it could just Dude, be anecdotal. Your biceps are tearing I know, I know. out of your arms. It's, it's crazy. Out of your I'm not even flexing. <laughs> if I flex right now, this whole shirt's just going to rip right off. Um, 
It's, okay, that's interesting. I would like to try give salt. it a shot. I will. I'm going to forewarn you. It is weird raw dogging a teaspoon of salt. Just like like just dumping salt into your mouth and then plugging a bunch of water to like get it down. It's like it tastes like drinking the ocean. Uh, but then you're just like sitting there and you just like don't pour it into the water. I don't think that way works as good. I just dump it right under my tongue. Drink, I don't know, eight ounces of water. Get it down real quick. But it definitely seems to work. You got to give it a try. I definitely. Think and it gives you like, does it give you like a energy boost or do you just it gives not, you a not crazy, really like, a crazy pump, a man. salt high, a crazy pump your leg. Like I did legs yesterday. I was wearing shorts and I thought my, you know, I was just going to rip right through the skin of my legs. Like I was just, I flexed once and I was like, interesting. People better watch out. This yeah. Actually, it's here. funny because my, I guess. I don't know, whatever, if I wasn't hydrated enough or I guess you're just sweating an unbelievable amount. But in college, that was like my my whole lower body, like I would come off the ice from a shift and like I would go into like complete, I don't know the medical term for it, but like when you just completely get cramped up. Like, oh, yeah like 100% cramp mode can't even walk so josh our trainer shout out josh he was the man um engelbretson he i mean he he had for everybody but he would just feed me these this little like two pack tablet mm-hmm. of just electrolytes mm-hmm. you know which it was basically salt and i would just um what was that movie the Guardian. You ever seen The Guardian? Ashton Kutcher. They're like rescue divers. Yes. Yep. And Kevin Costner. He's like the old guy, and and he like whips out his Advil and he just like chews them all up. Savage. It's yeah. It is disgusting. But I used to chew those electrolyte tablets, and that was the worst tasting thing in the entire yeah, world. <laughs> but it would it would be like quick. You know, I would. Well, dude, I you mean, get uncramped pretty quick. So now that I think about it, it's like, why didn't we have more salt? Dude, I mean, you, there's there's a couple NHL guys I know that use mustard on the bench. Um, Saying, you know, mustard, high salt content. Uh, pickle juice is great for hydration, high salt content. Like, I know those things have other things in them other than salt, but like, I, I, there's, it's like you said, you know, for so long we've been told to like not take in a bunch of salt. And I do think that there's obviously a limit that you're, you should take in, but like people then have just like cut it from their diet. And not only, not only like taking salt as a, as a, you know, supplement, if you want to call it that, but like every food is better with salt on it. Like that's just a fact. Right. I, I bought three salt, fat, acid. acid. I bought, Three bone-in ribeyes last week from the butcher shop across the street cost me 120 bucks, and just uh, olive oil, right? Just a just a light, just to moisturize the meat so the seasoning sticks. Salt and pepper. That's all you need. It was delicious. But that's enough about salt. That's the longest any podcast has ever talked about salt in the history of podcasts. Uh, I bet you there's a couple podcasts that You're, are like just I, as I was salt. saying that, like I was thinking like Dr. Andrew Huberman probably has one that's just about salt. Like, so you're probably right. Um, 
Ben, you right, well, had... hey, let's let's just let's just do a good old fashioned Sunday conversation uh, switcheroo here. Yeah, just, right. It really just. So how's this I for a just... transition, Ben? You had a yeah. great week. Why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> All right. So last weekend we get a text from a family friend, mm-hmm. and it was just simple. Hey, y'all want to go frog gigging this week? <laughs> and we just simply replied, absolutely. So anyway, we, whatever, we talked, figured it out, logistics, Wednesday was the night. So this past Wednesday at around 8.15, we drove to the swamp. Now, mind you, like no part of this is like, like I am just amazed, Aaron, at the the vastness of the world. And now that you've been here, you've seen, you know, where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, what the landscape is like, like we drove 30 minutes and we were in like swamp people, Yeah, you know, like straight up, like, and like 30 minutes know, further inland, north, 30 north. minutes north. So yeah, inland. Um, so we get there, we pulled up to this random, I mean, I'm not going to tell, <laughs> tell the spots. Yeah. Don't I give mean, up the spot. Just, but we pull up to this random landing in the middle of nowhere and Neil picks us up on his, I would say, I would say it's a 14 foot aluminum boat, mm-hmm. nice boat, like, um, like like a, a John boat, swamp boat. It had yep. a 40 horsepower motor on the back, tiller steer. And, you know, he had like a bunch of, like he had these big batteries sitting in the floor with these big spotlights just yeah. like hooked up to the batteries. So around like 8.30, we took off and we start like meandering our way through this like creek system. And uh, it probably took us like an hour to get to where we were were, were going. Um, we saw one frog on the way, but we tried to get him. As soon as we pulled up to the bank, he hopped away. It was like a little tiny frog. Ben, hold on, hold on one second. Why okay. don't you quickly explain what frog gigging is for anybody? I know, obviously, what what happened, but just in case we have anybody who has no clue what, what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I'm kind of going to explain it. All. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Like, Go ahead. So, Go ahead. so at this point it was like eight 30, it was like still dusk, you know? So mm-hmm. it was like, it was, it was pretty dark, but it definitely wasn't dark. We were waiting. We it, it need like basically like nine o'clock and after it started getting dark enough. So you're basically frog gigging is you're, we're just driving up this little Creek in a, in a little boat, me and my wife and, and Neil in the back at the, at the helm. And um, so we're just driving in the middle of the Creek and we're flashing these lights. Hmm. And when I say flashing, we're just holding the lights on the banks. Yeah. Basically one going each side. And you're just looking for now what you're looking for is this white spot because mm. the frogs sit on the riverbank yep. and they face the river. Sometimes if they're facing the other way, 
you're looking for like this oily sheen looking thing, yep. but they're way harder to spot. So basically you're trying to spot a frog. And once you see the white spot and you see the eyes, then, you know, the, the Creek is moving pretty swiftly. So you got to kind of like turn around and they don't go anywhere. Yeah. And so you got to like meander up all through these like stumps and like trees down and all this stuff like it's not easy like you're like picking the motor out of the water and like trying to get as close to the bank as possible all the while like you got the light on the frog so the frog is not going anywhere it's it's just stunned in the light yep and there's like a 12 foot pole with um five six prongs on the end of the pole yeah and you get you know close to the frog and just you spear it yeah. and you try to aim for like his head. I yeah. know this sounds grotesque, but when you start to think about everything, it's like if you ate your burger, you know something. Yeah, it, sure, the sure. cow died. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. it is yeah. what it is. You're you're hunting. Circle of you life. Know? I, clear. Yes, exactly. How far I've come is just incredible. So truly. Um. So you spear. You know, basically, Aaron. We got like some some five pound frogs. These, like, these are bullfrogs? They're bullfrogs. I yeah. mean, I sent you the pictures, yeah. right? I mean, it's 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 from the ground higher than my knee if you hold them, like, you know, all the way up. <laughs> like, the, 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 so then, all right, I'm going to tell the whole story. So, we left at, like, 8.30, and we got back to the landing at, like, 2.50. After two. Jesus, really? Dude. And like, mind you, where I just said you are. Yeah. In the absolute middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere at night on a, in a Creek swamp. Right. right. If anything goes wrong, you're, you're, so I, I tracked us on our, on my hunting app, the Onyx hunting app. We went like 18, I'm sorry. When I started tracking us, we were driving and we basically had to drive like three miles down this street. And then we, we, when we got back, my things, we had gone like 20, 22 miles wow. in a swamp idling, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like barely moving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, like we had brought a couple beers with us and it was obviously the first time. Um, I'm not going to like sit here and like toot my own horn, but I will say that (laughs) Neil, Neil. So this happened for Toby and I, the first, the, he's never taken someone for gigging frog gigging and they speared a frog on their first try ever spearing a frog. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I was one for one and then I continued to go 14 for 14 before I missed my first frog. So wow. I don't know if I'm like a swamp hero, but um, that is that yeah, is it took, impressive. It took me four, 14 frogs before I missed. But uh and and Toby, she speared hers first try too, but um it was it was something else, dude. So we filled them. A uh, five-gallon bucket. It's actually a little bit bigger than a five-gallon bucket. Like two-thirds of the way up, we probably got like thirty-something, thirty-something big old frogs. So then, got home, put them on ice. Uh, Thursday morning, 
woke up and I went and I cleaned them all. So yep. we cleaned all the frogs. We, I, I cleaned all the frogs. Not that she wouldn't, but I just did it real quick and uh, watched a quick YouTube video how to skin a frog. Did that up, and then Aaron, I'm telling you, some of these frog legs were way bigger than a drumstick. Yeah, like a piece of chicken. It was incredible. So we had this big old bucket of, you know, frog legs raw, if you will. And we soaked them in buttermilk. So we gave them a buttermilk bath all day. And then that night we did a, a mixture of uh, flour. What do you put in there? Corn, cornmeal. Cornmeal, sure. That, yeah, flour, cornmeal, some Old Bay seasoning, and salt and pepper. And we threw those things in the fryer. I've never had frog legs in my life. It was some of the best eating I've ever had. Like, basically what happened is, like, our fryer is set up downstairs outside, which yep. you know exactly where I'm talking about. So, the, like, we start pulling these frog legs out, and yeah. I'm just like, well, we got to try one, right? Yeah. So, we just start eating them. And then, <laughs> as we're pulling them out, we're eating them, eating them. I'm like you might as well just go get the rest of the supper stuff and bring it down here and we'll just eat. And she was like, that's a great idea. So that we just did that. And I probably ate like 20 something frog legs, carried some to the neighbor. We still got some left, but, uh, it was, it was an experience of a lifetime, man. And it, it, it really truly is just like, you know, it's one of those things like, where in Connecticut are you going to go find monster huge bullfrogs like that in that quantity? It's like, it just, it's, it is what it is. It's like a thing of the South. It's just, you know, you're not, you wouldn't really ever think to kind of do it. Maybe people do it. I don't know up there, ben, but do you know where they eat a lot of frog legs? frogs? France. France. Yeah, exactly. The French are, French are all it's about a, frog legs. Yeah. It's a delicacy. That's what, dude, it's funny you say that because we're Googling, like, what do we eat with frog legs, you know? Yeah. And everything is, like, it was all these, like, crazy French dishes yeah. that, like, we're not eating those. So then yeah. we had to, you know, narrow our, narrow our search to southern fried frog there legs, you, you know? <laughs> so we ended up doing this, like, potato salad on top of a salad, which was equally almost just as good. But, uh... Yeah, man, it was it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Um, you know, at first I thought I was gonna be a little freaked out, like out in the middle of nowhere, dude. You know, it's like all you know, it's yeah. like you've had boat problem. I've had boat problems before. You know, eighteen miles out in the Gulf of Mexico, and you know, Sito came to get us. But I don't know how how you get in touch with somebody, dude. That, yeah. I, I mean, did you come, guys, did you have any cell phone service? We we had a little bit of cell phone service, Ooh, but what good. we had was, you know, Neil grew up, yeah, right there. You know, it he's, than he's got literally like fifty years of, yeah, he knows the swamp like crazy, like like the back of his hand, you know. So what a that, because all right, so I'm gonna tell this story a little bit from my perspective because you texted me. What was that that was Friday, right? 
Friday night. Yeah, it took us. Yeah, that was a tough. Yeah, Friday was like hard too. Like we were so tired. We got to like, dude. I bet. I so next time, instead of bringing beers, I'm bringing coffee straight up. Bring salt. Like, um, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So, uh, Friday, you text me a picture of them all done up, right? And I, and you know, that's not uncommon. Well, for you, I not. sent you a picture of the raw and then the done up, like bread. I'm sorry, they were all like breaded, right? On the right. big huge tray, right? And Look- uh, I. Like, like that's not uncommon for you and I. Like, we'll send each other pictures of things we're making and stuff. And, you know, we always will chat back and forth about it. So you sent it to me and I looked quick and I'm like, those look delicious. And then I'd like, but then I'd like, I, I think I was cooking lunch when you, te- I was, I was making lunch when you texted me and I'm going to pull it up right now. And, uh, yeah, you sent me all the breaded ones. And breaded, they do look a little bit like chicken wings. Like they do. They do. Like, they have that same like like if like if it's an actual wing, they have right. that like the look like the wing is is like coming back. It looks right. like So then you sent me the the fried picture and I was like, oh, "Okay, those definitely aren't chicken wings." If they are, those it's like those are rooster wings and like it's like the scrawniest bird that ever existed. And I like <laughs> so I'm looking at him and I and I'm like quickly trying to think of what it could be in my head. And like obviously frog legs like didn't even register, like didn't even think about it. And I was like, I was like, those look great. And you're like, you're gonna ask what it is, <laughs> and then you send me a picture of you holding this frog and then a just a, a cooler full of just dead frogs, but uh that's awesome man what a cool what a cool cool experience that must have been and i mean i'm glad you know what i like about yeah you honestly dude you would have loved it you oh, loved i would have had it, it. Was, it would have been it, a blast oh man and i think the better part about it which is so cool because when you come back we'll go yeah you know not not even neil's neil told us his his only issue with frog gigging is he can't get people to go i i so i, I get it I, yeah, it's me a too. long night, but if you sat by the fryer the next day, you would be like, "Oh, I'm doing this every time it, there's an opportunity well, because it was it tasted like it was such an experience. Like the whole the whole thing was such an experience. Like well, to- totally. And the other thing too is that like it's and you know this from you know years and years of fishing. Like if you cook something, you catch or hunt or whatever it always tastes better. Like it's always a, a, a more rewarding experience when you bring home something and then cook it up and you're like, wow, this tastes great. Like, and I caught this, like I, this is start to finish was my thing, you know? So I definitely get that. Um, but uh, I, I think one, one of the things I love about you, Ben, is that no matter where you are or who you're around, you are always so fully willing to just immerse yourself into wherever you are, like, like fully, like you, I've never, for as long as I've known you, no matter where you are, you're always just willing to be like, yeah, I'll do that. And like, at least experience something that is, you know, uh, native to where you are, so to speak. Right. It's funny that I, I, um, you know, I, I immerse myself in the, in the culture of Connecticut, and I just was became a vegan. Yeah, fucking loser, <laughs> freaking loser. So, uh, 
Oh Lord! Still, still one of I my favorite. Like st- still one of my favorite things ever is going out to breakfast with you and you being like, "Yeah, can I get a veggie omelet with no eggs?" And the lady just looking at you like you have nine heads. Like, what are you even talking about? Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was I- that was time. Yeah. So, Aaron, the only thing I'll say is, I appreciate that. I definitely do like you know, and and I I think my other thing is like. I was definitely like a little bit nervous, you know, like I was like, yeah, I want to go. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm a little sketched out, but then I think what happens with me and I found that like, I think once you go ahead and go through with it, then you're like, Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Like I would have been totally bummed out if I didn't do that, you know? And it's like in the grand scheme of things, like it was, it was so normal for so like for so many people you know like right. i talked to some other locals and they're like oh nice nice where'd you go here here and here like like they've been there a million times you yeah. know and it's just like that's just kind of like kind of like the thing but it's like um what's the old you know like you get um like your surroundings like you kind of like blend into them so if like yeah, you just it just becomes no, normal, right? But I guess point. in a way, like if you're not doing the things that you know, kind of make you squeeze your butthole a little bit, you know, then you're not truly, you know, getting not the living. full experience, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, totally. And and I think there's a lot of people, and there's definitely probably people who listen to the show who like, you know, they. They, you take the safe route always, right? Like, hey, don't get me wrong. I'd have the same thought process as you. It's like, yeah, you know, going into the fucking backcountry swamp in the middle of the night on a on a fourteen foot aluminum boat is not, you know, sounds a little little bit sketchy, but you know, they could look at the experience you got out of it. Even if it's the only time, and it, I'm sure it won't be, but even if it was the only time you ever did it, you'd at least be able to be like. That was cool. Glad I did it. Glad I went through it. Totally, yeah. You know? And then it's a story you can tell for forever. So, uh, you know, collect stories, not things, Ben. And I think that's uh, that's something you've done a great job applying uh, applying to your life. Oh, that is that's great. I need to do that more. Um, we we got eight but, minutes left, and I need to. You got to tell me. I know you didn't catch anything about at least, but the tarpon about the tarpon trip. By the way, um, we've had some some rough goes here hunting for you know the the coolest sport fish there are. I got skunked on a bluefin tuna trip. You got skunked on a tarpon trip. Well, not only did I get skunked on a tarpon trip, I got skunked on a redfish trip in the same trip because <laughs> we saw about we saw zero tarpon. We I didn't know if we were going to see them anyway. So we were kind of just like looking for the tarpon. We weren't like targeting them. We were on this really cool flat, like flats boat. So it's got one of those like towers on the back that you stand up on and they pull, you know, I was with the guy that I got that. I started doing that work for the builder of that owner of that construction company. So he's trying to do like a, um, he's building a house right now. They're trying to do like a fish and stay fish and stay. So like, They have two charter boats. He owns a charter boat and then another boat and then this flats boat. So they want to do like you come, you stay at the house, um, you go out fishing, you come back, they, they'll they cook and clean your catch, 
and then it's that's basically it like it's like like he wants like a business to come down you know bring a bunch of people you know like a like a work trip type of thing so anyway he's been out like scouting areas for whatever just to fish so we went to this completely unique place on the ocean this time this so this was yesterday morning that's why we're doing the pod today so we we rode out um over to crooked island and we went way back up in these i guess just like sandy flats that like it's just all weeds like and so we're looking for tarpon on the outside didn't see anything so we went like into the inside and uh we're like looking for redfish so we like cut the motor off and basically like he pushed us around with that pole for like you know a couple hours and we saw a ton of fish and i was throwing the fly at them so i was fly fishing they didn't want anything we changed the fly they still didn't want anything and then i had a couple spinning rods with some crab some like small blue crabs which redfish like tarpon like man it was so clear and you could see all these fish and every time i threw it to them they would just they would swim away so fast and then we got up to these these like four these four big old redfish and i throw it right in between them this one beauty comes up puts my crab in his mouth quick spits it out swims away like that was the end of it dude i I was like i wanted him to just eat it you know and i would have we would have guaranteed had him but it's like you can see what's happening it's so clear i was just gonna say there's nothing the worst part about sight fishing is that you see when it's not working and it's like just demoralizing that's what happened to us in idaho remember we fucking yeah we just saw a thousand little trout in that in that uh in that stream and we just couldn't get anything to bite the south fork yeah of the teton yeah that's that's the worst i mean still super cool i mean but the other cool thing though was i i didn't really know how to cast a saltwater fly yeah so he taught me how how is it different dude you're like you're like whipping it like and i'm saying like you got like you know 20 20 30 yards of line out and you're you know right you know bringing it all the way back it's like making a loud noise it's like a way longer cast right yeah yeah it was definitely and i was at first like i was like casting like i wouldn't you know a stream and right the Tetons and I was like, yeah, this is way different. He's like, yeah. And then he, you know, he started helping me and, but I mean, it, it, it takes five minutes and then you kind of get the hang of it. Well, then then, then the it's basics. more like, like, you know, at one point I was trying to like do like a 30 yard cast over these weeds into yeah. this little, like, yep. like sand pond thing. Yep. And I was like, man, I was, I was, like using all my strength to like get it there and then like you know you get it there but it's like not how you wanted it but it's like i i'm surprised i even got it there so it's just like whatever but it was cool man it was it was it was awesome just being out there Um, i mean it was did i send you the videos of that yeah 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I mean, we saw some fish. We didn't catch any, but we saw some. Hey, at least so, you got to see some fish. I mean, the, you know, uh, my tuna trip, I didn't see a fucking anything except the ocean all day. So, oh, I saw right, a maybe a shark couple. jump out of the water. So that was cool. But um, that, I mean, that's great, Benny. I mean, well, listen, you know, redfish are notoriously some of the most difficult fish to catch. And the tarpon is, you know, arguably pound for pound, the hardest fighting fish in the world, the silver king. They don't call it that for nothing. So. You know, you're not the first person on the planet to to get. Well, that's what like I'm asking these questions, like you know, about like guiding services and like you know, if someone pays a thousand bucks to go on a redfish trip and just they get skunked, like you know, it's not like they get their money back, right? And Charles told me he's like, he goes, man, some of these guys, these tarpon guides, if they get a bite, they get like. Ex- they're ecstatic about it and i'm like oh i couldn't do that like i'll you know i'll do it like this but dude that's why they call know. it fishing not catching right man. it's you know everybody knows but i mean that's just the reality of it the reason why those fish get so big and are so <clears throat> are so expensive hey, to go after is because they're worth it you're gonna have to remind me because last weekend we were up in georgia and we did a little fish fry we caught a bunch of um like we caught a catfish and fried it up out of their pond. Mm. So I just went full blown redneck this week, yeah. but uh, I know that was, that was a blast too. I'm going to tell you about that. Yeah. We got, I kind of just remembered it, but whatever. Well, we got one minute left, so we, you know, we don't got time for that and it's, and that's fine because there's this podcast yeah. is the podcast other stories that make it to the next week and some don't and some do, or we tell them to each other and they never make it on the show. So what are you going to do? Uh, all yeah. this talk about fishing makes me want to go fish show. And I think I might throw some lines later. Might go get do some it. lines wet uh, because it just poured all day yesterday here, so I bet you the fishing's gonna suck. But whatever, I'll go get a couple lines wet. Hold on one second. These fucking motorcycles coming by. These gobble ghouls. All right. So, anyways, Ben, one sixty nine in the books. In the books. Two hundreds right around the corner. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Um, Benny, go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. All of our listeners, go enjoy the rest of your Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this. Awesome chat, buddy. Love you. Love you, bro.